This is the Riches from the Pages radio broadcast with evangelist Adam Borden, brought to you by Wahoo Baptist Church in Murrayville, Georgia. We invite you to join us for this time of mining the unsearchable riches of God's Word. And now evangelist Adam Borden. So if you're there to Hebrews 11, beginning verse number, let's begin in verse number 8. Let's just go ahead and begin verse number 8. If you're there, say amen. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should go after, uh, receive for an inheritance, look at this word, obeyed. Well, that's an important word. That first couple of words in the chapter, I'm fixed to finish reading here in a minute. That first couple of words, by faith, is important. But my friend, you can't operate in faith and you've got that, unless you've got that other little word right smack dab in the middle of that verse, obeyed. Amen? Let's go on. And he went out not knowing whither he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah received uh, herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one and him as good as dead so many as the stars of the sky in multitude and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. These all died in faith not having received the promises but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them. I want to read that part again having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from which they came out, they might have had opportunity to return to have returned, but now they desire a better country. That is in heavenly, that wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. Let's pray together this morning. Amen. Lord God, you know I need you right now. And Father, where my flesh would fail me, I pray God the Holy Spirit would empower me. I pray God you'd give me unction. I pray God you honor my study, honor uh, the prayers that I have put into this. And Father, I pray that you'd multiply it. Give me good recall, Father, and give me Holy Ghost unction to preach what thus saith the Lord, nothing more, nothing less. And then I pray, God, that the power of the Word of God would do what only it could do and that the Spirit of God would say what only He can say to the listener here on this wonderful homecoming Sunday in Smyrna Baptist Church. Father, I pray that somebody who's lost might come home, <laughs> might come home to salvation this morning. I pray, Father, someone might be listening today that's wayward. I pray, Father, they'd come 
them home as that prodigal, back to your arms, back to your communion, back to good relationship with you. I pray God your blessings on this service and this church and our time in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated this morning. I'm particularly interested this morning in chapter number 11 in verse number 13 and where it says, and they were persuaded of them. Of what? The promises. I want to speak for just the next little while this morning. God being my helper on this thought, persuaded by the promise persuaded by the promise. Now we mentioned last night as we uh, looked into chapter number one, verse number three, that the book of Hebrews, as you've well been taught, I'm sure in recent weeks, that this is the book of better things. Uh, this is the book that says that Jesus is better than anyone and Jesus is better than anything that you and I could try to accomplish or hold on to or attach ourselves to in this life. And so we see in this part of the account in Hebrews chapter number 11 uh, that there was a man named Abraham who was persuaded by the promises of God. Now what is that word persuaded? Persuade mean. Uh, Webster's might say it this way to call someone to do something through reasoning or to believe something to convince or to provide a sound reason to do something. And in verse number 13, we see that through all the events of Abraham's life, that progenitor, that, that uh, one who bore the seed that would bring birth throughout all of centuries and eons uh, of the Hebrew people, uh, that he had to be persuaded by God to do certain things and to go certain places and perform certain acts and to live a certain way, not because he had been given the answer to what was promised to him initially and immediately, but that he would go forth and walk in faith, believing and trusting everything that God promised him that he would do. Abraham was persuaded by the promise. Let's look here first of all in verse number eight. I want to point out to you this morning that he was persuaded of a promised land. Look in verse number eight. Abraham, when he was called out to go into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. But Abraham was not allowed to see that country before he agreed to follow in obedience. He had to move in faith without seeing the final answer immediately. You and I, my friend, we've got some destinations in our lives. When we're children and babies, we wanted, they wanted those babies, they want to be bigger so they can play with the big kids. And when those big kids get a little bit bigger, they want to be a little bit more grown up so they can act like those college age kids. And then those college age kids can't wait to get married and start having some money and a job. And then those uh, college age kids and those career minded young people, 
They can't wait till they get a little bit older and they've got a few more things. And then those older people, they start looking towards things like retirement. And then by the time they get to retirement, they wish they could go back to those places they were when they were younger without all those responsibilities and all those burdens and all those aches and those pains. And hey man, come on, somebody talk to me, gray hairs. Hey, listen, there's some things that we wish our life away for when we, if we were smart and we were wise, we would enjoy the journey where we are. But Abraham looked for a promised land that God did fulfill his promise of. Look in verse number 9 and 10. He was not just persuaded of a promised land, but he was persuaded of a promised son. If you look there in verse number 9, it mentions Isaac and Jacob. We won't rehash all that we know about Abraham and Sarah and being in their old age near 100 years old and receiving a promise of God that they would have a son. Sarah, who had never born a child. Sarah, who was well past the flower of her youth. Sarah, who even laughed at the idea did in fact according to the promise of God see the fulfillment of a promised son who would come to her Romans 4:20 described Abraham this way he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief but was strong in faith giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that he uh, had prom uh, that what he had promised he was able to perform and therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. God saw the faith of Abraham over something that was humanly impossible and he accounted it to him as righteousness in his life. He was persuaded of a promised land. He was persuaded of a promised son and God fulfilled both of those promises. Verse number 11 and verse number 12 said that there would be a, he was persuaded by the promise of a seed that would continue without rereading those verses, we see that that, uh, that lineage that would come, that child of promise would produce a line of people that would outnumber the stars of the sky and the sands of the sea. And I'm telling you right now, my friend, God fulfilled his promise even through their disobedience, even through their times of judgment, even through times of genocide and, 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 and targeted attack upon that chosen race of people, the Jews. They have outnumbered and they have numbered and they have numbered through the centuries of time just like God promised. Abraham never saw in the beginning the land that would be his. He couldn't see in his old age the son that would come. He would never see, live to see his seed enumerated throughout the world. But God performed the promise. Abraham was pursued. He was per uh, persuaded of a promised land, a promised son, a promised seed. Genesis 21:2 says, "For Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age, at the set time of which God had spoken to him." I want you to know that it happened just when God wanted it to. We believe God for some things in our life, and sometimes we get impatient. What am I talking about? Sometimes, all the time, we get impatient. Hey, listen, if there's two cars ahead 
ahead of me in the drive-thru. I wonder what the holdup is. Can you imagine being Abraham at that old age and Sarah past the flower of her youth waiting and saying, Lord, the time is past for this to come. And God saying, no, I'm right on time to have to wait and be patient for those things. Friend, we need to be willing to be patient when it comes to being persuaded of the promises of God. Abraham was persuaded of these things. He was persuaded in verse number 10 and verse number 13 of a promised city. He was persuaded his head down there. These all died in faith. Abraham and Sarah, Isaac and Jacob, they died before they saw the fulfillment of all of these promises that God had made. They never saw who was really promised and that was the Messiah who would come through all the promises that he made to Abraham. And they died out before they could see the fulfillment of the ultimate promise. Oh, but there was a city that they saw coming. There was a city that they desired. There in verse number uh, uh, 13, it said that they were strangers and pilgrims on earth. But they desired a city that would come. Genesis 12, 1 said, Now the Lord said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, from thy kindred, from thy father's house, unto a land that I show thee. Listen, my friend, we ought not be a too attached to the address where our mail comes to. We ought not be too attached to the lawn that we mow. We ought not be too attached to the car that we wash, or the bed that we sleep in, or the clothes that are on our back. Because my friend, these are all temporary. These are all rotting away. These are all degrading moment by moment and one of these days they'll burn up with fire on this earth and we ought to be living like we're pursuing and persuaded that there's a city that we're going to. Amen. Amen. Let me just read about it over there in Revelation 21. Ah, just go with me for a moment over there in Revelation 21. It says over there, let's see, about verse number uh, 22, 21, 22. John the Revelator, I saw no temple therein, and the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb or the temple of it in that city. It said in verse 23, And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb was the light thereof. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it, and the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it, and the gates of it shall not shall not be shut at all day and night, all day, uh, all by day, for there shall be no night there, and they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it, and there shall in no wise enter in anything that shall defile it, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Look on in chapter 22, verse 1. And he showed me that revelator. He showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb in the midst of the street of it. And on either side of the river was there a tree of life. Our prayer is that the Word of God has done a work in you today. For more information on the ministry of Evangelist Adam Borden, go to evangelistadamborden.com, spelled B-O-R-D-E-N, and click on the contact page, or you can call 615-785-5682. Join us next time as we find riches from the pages of God's Word with Evangelist Adam Borden.